Hey, Sarah. Hi, Kim. It's, it's been- so good to podcast with you again. I know it's been too long. Is there a reason for that? Um, no, I haven't been doing anything. Not, really? Nothing at all. <laughs> so regular listeners might know that we took our leave for my family leave because I had a baby in September. And so we had a lovely slow season of spending time with our new daughter, who is just wonderful. And I went back to work in January and have been really enjoying jumping back in with this new creative energy and excitement for all of the things that we're doing at Bird Brain and all of the things that we're talking about on the podcast. So I am thrilled to be back with new interests that are baby-sized and very cute um, and also new investment in my old interests. So it's good to be here. What have you been busy with, Kim? Well, still busy with the doctorate, which I'm wrapping up this uh, semester, fingers crossed. (laughs) So I've also been busy. I also will add that Kim has been busy holding my daughter because um, we like to work together and she really likes Kim. So the two of them really like to hang out and it's adorable. I'll have to put a picture somewhere because it's very cute. I think we need to get on to the podcast because we have two amazing guests with us. Yes, we do. Introduce him, Kim. All right. So we have from a previous podcast, Kristen Hott, and we have new to the podcast and her first time, uh, Jessica Lawson. So welcome. Thank you. I just want to say, I really like Kim too. Um, (laughs) You can hold me sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. Moving on. Kristen, why don't you reintroduce yourself? And then we'll also get Jessica to introduce herself. Yeah, thank you. Really quickly. Um, I've been at Covier for almost a year and a half now. I'm an, the engagement strategist for our professional learning educator programs. So I just go out seeking, looking, hunting down educators in Virginia and making sure they are aware of all the things that we have here to support their journey into computer science. We're big fans of that. And you. Yeah, thank you. And Jessica. Hi. So I am Jessica Lawson, and after 15 years with Virginia Public Schools, I joined Code VA back in August. I previously have a background in being fourth grade classroom teacher. I worked in a technology learning lab. I was an ITRT, and I even worked as a summer school administrator. So I have kind of been in all different sort of hats. My educational background, I went to the College of William & Mary. And that's where I got my pre-K through six elementary education license. And then I decided about 10 years after the fact, after my own three kids got a little bit older, that I wanted to go back to school and I got my gifted education endorsement from them Then wanted to just keep on going. So I went to UVA and got my master's in curriculum and instruction with an emphasis in gifted education decided, hey, why not? Let's make it five years of school and (laughs) rolled on over to um, Old Dominion University. And I got my EDS in educational leadership back in August, right as I was joining Code VA. Congratulations. um, Wow. Thank you. That is a stacked resume. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank Thank you. And so when I was in the schools, uh, most of my time was with Gloucester County Public Schools. I was there 13 years. And One of the big things that I did when I was there, I got to help pilot a computer technology learning lab program. And so my passion for making sure that children get experiences with digital learning and computer science really was sparked when I was able to do that. And then I got to work with teachers in that ITRT position and still kind of used what I did in the lab. 
for those who don't, maybe not, don't know, what does ITRT stand for? So an ITRT is an instructional technology resource teacher, which can be a little bit confusing because some places also have resource teachers like e-art, music, that kind of thing. Most of the time though, um, ITRTs really work with the teachers and can push into classrooms and not necessarily have their own classrooms. And I'll just add that in doing some, uh, you know, calling of some information and connections, there are about 40 different names for that kind of similar position. It's like, no I, I can't see, yeah. it's like the needs Instructional are Instructional technology like, specialist, yeah. coach. Oh yeah, all I, RC, ITC, IT, yeah. So anyone listening, you're like, hey, I'm not an ITRT. We, we know, we know. I see it in the research papers too, when I'm reading research about it. Yeah, there's all different names. It can be confusing, huh. I guess. Absolutely. So Jessica, can you, if you had to summarize your education passion, what would you say that it is? So one of my greatest passions is making sure that students and educators all have the ability to feel empowered as learners. I think mm. it's important to know that educators and leaders in schools need to have that empowerment as well. And that's really no matter what subject area, but I just happen to have a great passion for technology and making sure that students and educators have those skills that they need to be successful. And that's just kind of what led me to Code VA because I just believe so strongly in the mission of the organization. Ooh, I love that. Now, as educators, Kim and I are picturing exactly what you mean. I can see a classroom where students are not necessarily empowered and are more passive with their education. And I can also see a classroom where students are empowered and taking control and they're in the driver's seat. But for listeners that maybe have not been in the role of a teacher in the classroom, can you describe what an empowered learner looks like? What that kind of feels like? Right, absolutely. So I think being empowered means feeling confident in your ability to make mistakes, try new things, knowing that failure can happen, but it's all a learning process. It's also about knowing that collaboration can be key. Being empowered doesn't mean that you are alone in your learning experience. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that teachers also need to be reminded of a lot of times. So empowerment is just key to me in every aspect of education, whether it's students, educators, leaders, and even families. I'm a mom myself, and I think it's important to have that relationship with schools and as a parent to feel empowered in my own child's educational experiences too. You mentioned how your passion and drive to empower students really connects with the values and the mission of Code VA. Can you tell us a little bit about Code VA and where those values kind of, what those values have to do with the organization? Absolutely. So Code VA is a nonprofit advocacy organization focused on computer science opportunities for the state of Virginia and the students and the schools. And I'm going to remind Kristen that she can jump in at any point and elaborate <laughs> on anything because she is more of the guru than I am, being still fairly new to all of this. But what attracted me to Code VA is just, I think there is a lot about empowerment in the organization and knowing how important that is for all stakeholders, all perspectives, being able to get that equitable access across the state for all learners, I think is key. And that's just something that's so attractive about the organization itself. Jessica, I mean, you, you know, you're new to Code VA, but, and not so much, much new anymore, but not to this, like being out in, in schools with communities and 
you know, in the region where you are and where you, where you were in Gloucester teaching, I think, you know, I'll just say that I see the passion when, when someone comes in fresh from the streets, as we said, no, we don't say that, but, you know, fresh from the classroom. I come from an adult educator background. And so I, I also, you know, have been in classrooms, but it, it's like, the, you can just sense that there's a real desire to make sure that teachers are heard, that their needs are heard, that, you know, it's a really challenging time to be an educator. And, and I would say a public school educator on top of that, right? I mean, there's news coming out all the time about, you know, like defunding schools and all sorts of, mm-hmm. of challenging problems that, um, you know, morale. And I think this whole process of computer science becoming a core literacy is not like the thing everyone's thinking, oh, that's it, right? So mm-hmm. we have to have a lot of impassion, an empowered and impassioned folks working on this. And, and Jessica definitely has been a nice, you know, fresh from the streets, fresh from the classrooms perspective to have. And we need that, you know, every couple of months, I think a new, more, more people coming in. Along the same lines, I work with a lot of nonprofit organizations, organizations partnering with teachers. And I have to say, when these organizations have former teachers and like educators that are experienced in the classroom at the helm, the support that they give educators that are currently working is so different. You can really feel the difference when someone has been in the classroom, whether they're teaching adults or kids, whatever age they're working with, when you have lived it, you can just support differently. So speaking of empowerment, the two of you empowering teachers with what you have learned through your education, I love to see that. Yeah. And I'll just add uh, too, all our facilitators are Virginia public school teachers, the majority of them. There's a few that are retired now, right? They like, mm-hmm. they're so connected in, in other ways than being in the classroom. So, I mean, when, when people are engaging with us in our professional learning, they're, they're hearing from people who are in the classroom that day. And, you know, that night, if the session's from six to eight, they can reference something that happened that morning and that afternoon. So I think, you know, that's a work sort of for and by teachers in Virginia, which is a really cool thing to be able to say that you work for an organization that is for and by the teachers we're meaning to serve. You are uh, here really to talk about this CS Ready Schools program. So can you tell us what it is and who it's for? Absolutely. So being an organization based out of Virginia, Our focus is on Virginia schools, but the CS Ready Schools program is there so that CODVA can work with the support of the VDOE and Amazon Future Engineer who have helped sponsor us. They're they're partners with us. We seek out schools and partner with them to help show them a structured and supported process where they can bring integration of computer science into their schools. It's a multi-year multi-stage process because you know anything about education change does not take place with the snap of a finger it takes time (laughs) and we've talked a lot you know we've brought up this empowerment and so something that I think is essential about the CS Ready Schools program is that we start small but we have all different perspectives represented because we begin with an impact team at a school and an impact team needs to have three core members it has to have the support of leadership. And there are so many leaders who want to see computer science brought to their school, but they know it's a huge undertaking. And this is a way to be able to support them and show that them that so there's teachers that they support them. So it has to have leadership. It needs to have someone who is in some type of coaching or that ITRT position. It can be an instructional coach, instructional technology, but someone who is working directly with teachers 
and can bring their perspective. And then it needs to have a classroom teacher. We need the people who are there working directly with the students. So mm -hmm. all of those different perspectives are represented and we work with that team and expand out in growing that team and then help share about the computer science standards to the whole school and end up walking them through basically a needs assessment. You know, that's kind of a term that a lot of educators know where we go through and we analyze what they have as needs when it comes to integrating computer science. And I also really make it a point to highlight what strengths they already have and what resources they already have. Because even though they may think that they're starting at ground zero, that's rarely the case. There's always something that they can build on. And after we see kind of where their current standings are, we talk about making a plan of action and then we roll it out and integrate it with the students and the teachers and the families that are a partnership with that school. And then it's an ongoing iterative process where we kind of monitor and help them review and assess and make changes as needed. And it's all centered on the computer science standards from the VDOE, the Virginia Department of Education. Yeah, I, I really love this program and the idea of it because it's very grassroots. Like mm -hmm. it's not coming in saying, this is what you must do, which is kind of what the standards are trying to do. Like that's a yeah. sort of top-down approach, mm -hmm. but I think it needs to be married with a bottoms up approach where you're really on the ground individually, you know, at schools or districts um, working with them as opposed to just, hey, here's some lessons. Here's, you know, here's all this stuff from, a, you know, you consume it, but that's all we're doing. So I think it's really great. That's the key word for our podcast now, right? Is empowerment. You talked about how you come in and while you do help guide, you also highlight what they're already doing so well, there's empowerment. You're re reacting to that school specifically and starting from the ground up in that grassroots movement. That's empowerment because it's what they're already doing. It's specific to their school instead of something that's handed down with this kind of message of, I don't really know what you have, but make it work. And so I can really see how teachers would work with you and be like, yeah, I can do this and I'm already kind of doing it. I'm well on my way. I like to think of it with the teams that I've worked with so far in just my short time since we've kind of kicked off with a fall launch for the program, just like students maybe in a math class have that light bulb moment, if you will. There are so many light bulb moments that I have seen in working with impact team members when they start to recognize how this can be done, how it may seem intimidating at first. It may seem like one more thing, but it's really about enhancing what is there and building on what we all know is the core of education. And that's making sure the students have opportunities in the future and they can be successful. So we do put an emphasis on um, Title I schools in the state and those who are underserved, underrepresented, and try to really make sure that we focus on those opportunities and helping educators in those schools who so often might be feeling pressure in other subject areas to just know the importance of, talked about technology as a literacy, so making sure that they know that computer science is its own other literacy. And it's something that the students need to not just be aware of, but be able to experience. Yeah, we love light bulb moments. So let's say somebody out listening to this, whether they're a teacher or a coach or administrator, their ears are perked, they're interested. What are their next steps? especially if they're feeling like they're the only ones in their schools that are interested. So when we're talking about, say, someone who's in Virginia, then, you know, the next step is going to be to reach out to us at Code VA because this is our focus, is on being able to connect with those schools. So 
on our organization's website, there's a section on the CS Ready Schools program, and we have an interest form where as soon as we know that we have a school who, whether it's just a single teacher who has heard of us and they want to make that connection, or whether it's more of even like a division consideration, we reach out to them and we find ways that we can offer our support. And we do acknowledge that sometimes, you know, the CS Ready's program, that's my, my specialty, if you will, but we know sometimes they need a little bit of variation. So we try to maintain that connection with the schools and help them see that the CS Ready program is reasonable and realistic, but we have so much more that we can offer as well as an organization. And Chris, and I'm going to come back to that with you so you can talk more about yeah. the other opportunities, but just to kind of wrap up on the CS Ready program, you have a deadline coming up, right? Right. So for our spring launch, we will be kicking off the season February 22nd. So I encourage any Virginia school educators who are interested to connect with us because that's our next launch, if you will. And that's when we'll have a kickoff where we kind of share out the course of the program and help teams get started and get those resources and move into the first date of the program. And we would love to have more schools connect with us and just bring this expanded out even further into the state. Um, we do have schools in every region in the state, and we just want to keep expanding on that within the region. So it sounds like there's even an element of a cohort, some mm. of these schools kind of... Right. So that's kind of what the, the former approach was more of like this cohort grouping, but because this is personalized and schools can move through at their own pace, while they may come on at the launch period, we may have schools that in six months, half the schools are at one stage, half are at another because it's so personalized. But when they get into a stage, we have a resource called a digital companion and they have discussion boards in there so they can connect with one another within that stage and learn from each other's experiences because that's part of being empowered, right, is making those connections and collaborating with others, whether it's within your school or looking at another school and seeing what's working for them and getting ideas from that. Because it, it's a totally different experience to try to take that step and make these big changes alone. But if you know there are other people going through it, if you can connect with them, if you can ask questions, I mean, that completely transforms the experience. There's a quote Absolutely. that I'm trying to think of about how Together we can go far to something about how you can go far alone, but you can do it better together. If anybody remembers it, it looks like great right now. I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> I feel like it's from Alice in Wonderland or something like there's like Ooh, this, uh, Normally I would Google, but my hands are full. That's, <laughs> I, bet, I bet that's right. We'll have to add it to the resources. Yeah. Or listeners, if you know it, let us know. Yeah. Help us out. Ah. <laughs> So Jessica, is there anything else we need to know about the CS Ready Schools program? I think the, the one thing that I just want to put out there is as the program specialist, it, it is my job to make sure that I develop a relationship with each impact team member within each school. And so my door is always open, so to speak. And something that I like to promote is once I get that relationship with a school, they can connect and chat with me. I, you know, I use an opportunity where they can sign up for an appointment and it's just wide open for them to be able to reach out when they need that support because there's always going to be a question. There's always going to be a need for some additional support. So that's part of my job is just making sure I keep that relationship with our schools. 
Oh, and I thought of one more thing. It's free, isn't it? Oh, yes. You <laughs> totally yeah. hit on the word that we need. Way to bury the lead. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> a free program. Yes, a free program. I always tend to forget the word free because it's just, I know it. I should just be shouting it out. Well, there's a lot of good stuff to highlight. So that's just like one of the many things to touch on. And I think also when you don't lead with free, I don't know, it just sounds more legit. Like, you know, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I'm it sorry. also blocks your emails from people. So I've been using no cost, right? Because free oh, is like the filter from no cost tuition. <laughs> the algorithms for you. I think that, you know, we skip, that's computer science in action, right? Helping protect people from spam, right? But like, yeah. You can say free a lot of different ways, right? I'll just add to what Jessica was saying about, you know, that even that one teacher who's like, this is something important for my school, but I don't want, I can't be the one to lead it. I mean, that, that I think is often the, the reluctance sometimes for someone reaching out like, oh, then it'll become my thing. And, and, and we're not gonna, our coaches, our team here isn't going to allow, that's not the design of the program. So like initiating interest just helps us to know that like, we have a connection in your division and you might not know that other people from your same school division have also filled it out. And I think that's us building capacity within a school district or division, however you recognize yourself. And that's so important that, you know, a high school has middle schools that feed to it and the middle school has elementary school that feed to it. And we're really thinking about that whole student experience as they go from their elementary to middle to high in that division. And so it really isn't about one teacher making a change, but maybe that's the quote, like every one teacher, every one person who makes a change and you get together, like, wow, that's big change. Um, mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to just say, I'm interested in more. We're not going to try to pile a bunch of things on your back. Um, we want to be the support to you. So yeah. And you also have a lot of different opportunities if they're not ready for CS ready. What else do you have? Yeah, you know, we offer year-round professional learning. We created something called Learning Bites a year or so ago. And those are, you know, one of the smaller bits of uh, bites of computer science. So we have bits and bites and then there's nanobytes and all those things. So bites is more than just a, a tiny, you know, maybe 15, 20 minute session. It's, it's a two-hour learning experience session. Sometimes it's a panel. Sometimes it's a hands-on workshop. Sometimes it just, it's a discussion. For example, cybersecurity, ciphers and puzzles is a discussion about that field, but it's also an, uh, a, there's an embedded activity. And again, this is for educators. You can turn around and use that with your students, but we're treating the educator, like we want you to be engaged in this learning and feel like you're coming away with, again, empowerment, but also, you know, ideas for how to integrate that into what you're already doing. So if you're an art teacher, you can absolutely use the concepts from cyber, cybersecurity ciphers and puzzles. We're not asking people to come away and then, and then teach a computer science course. And there's something for K through eight integration. And then also K-12, we've got some things about coaching and giving feedback on lessons. So if you have some lessons you tried, you know, bring those along with you. And those are, again, our learning bites. Those happen this spring um, on biweekly on Wednesdays from six to 8 PM. And you can register for those right at codevirginia.org forward slash educators. And then we also have some asynchronous courses. We partnered with Virtual Virginia. So we have a five, approximate five hour modular course. It's called What is Computer Science? Anyone can take that to just, you know, go through it and kind of, oh, I didn't know that, or I did know that, or, you know, that, that's what they mean by um, debugging. You know, I'm doing that constantly. That's a concept I can take away. You can sign up for that 
You can also take three asynchronous courses with us that have some facilitation support. So you're not just sort of doing an asynchronous module. So, I mean, during the summer, we definitely have like a big blit. You can also request professional learning for your school or your division. So all of that is available at our codevirginia.org forward slash educators. And you'll see the connection request because um, we want to come to you in person too, or set up something virtual. Yeah, we exist to serve Virginia educators. And that's so exciting. Nice. Yeah. That's an amazing amount of resources available. I don't think I had, I mean, we've talked to you before, Kristen, and I, I either forgot or did not know that you have so yeah. many resources available. That's amazing. I feel like I'm always that person going, oh, wait, and there's, but there's more, <laughs> but there's, there's more. more. <laughs> but there, uh, we, we just opened a, co, a Go Open Virginia hub. I, I don't know if you all know about that open source resource where, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there are lessons Kim Wilkins has on there and, and a workbook and some other things. But, you know, that's just like this creative commons kind of space for lessons. And we have a hub, other organizations have hubs as well. And so we're constantly putting up new resources there, whether it's a curriculum guide, integration guide, lessons. We work with, right now we have a grant, we're working with the Virginia Tribal Education Council and those educators are developing lessons and, um, you know, computer science education integrated with indigenous ways of knowing and water systems. And I think really looking at what, what Virginia specific content we have. We have some social studies, computer science integrated lessons happening in rural communities. Um, We have a Praxis pilot grant coming up. So we're really trying to make sure that we're learning as we go. We are in a continuous learning process with educators, making sure we're turning out things that people can apply and use that are vetted and and based on best practice pedagogically, all those things. So, I mean, we're, we're, I'm so fortunate to work in a place where we have curriculum writers and facilitators, and then these programs to connect people to, it makes my job a lot easier to do. Kristen really just emphasized something that was standing out in my mind, which is we really appreciate the feedback from educators and knowing what are things that they need and how we can continue to help them. So having that open line of communication with educators and getting that input is important. We just have one question left for you. What brings you hope about the future of education and or what are you looking forward to? I love this question. Jessica, (laughs) we'll start with you. So what brings me hope about the future is just resilience and knowing that even when educators and students come across challenges, they're finding ways to persevere through those. And I think it's also important to note that it's done with kind of a community approach. And we've talked about partnership and being empowered. And that's kind of what gives me hope is that in education, no one has to fight that battle alone. It can be a team approach. So I look forward to just seeing, especially in state of Virginia, like where, where we can go moving forward with computer science. And I'm excited to see what that will look like, say, a year from now within the program that I'm focused on, but also just in general, what can be done to support educators across the state? I am like, I think thinking about young people, I'm looking at Rosie and just thinking of like, what is it going to look like for her when she's ready to go to school and whatever, oh whatever my gosh. that looks <laughs> like? And, and I just see, I, I honestly, because I come from a homeschooling background and I'm connected with, a, you know, homeschoolers across Virginia and but young people are really taking more of an interest in the experience they're having in schools. And you're seeing that whether they are having a voice about what policies are in place. I think they care a lot about that, you know, what it feels like to be a student and 
you know, what their rights are as students. There's even like a student's bill of rights, you know, coming out that students are involved in. I mean, and I'm just hopeful that students will start asking their students and their families, you know, like, we, we care about this. Is, is there a robotics club? You know, why isn't there something? I see that over there. We don't have that here. And, and really participating in the shape of what their experience in schools looks like. I've worked with a lot of high school students in my, my career. And, you know, they're really vocal, loud. They're taking their place at the table or calling people to the table where they're doing things, right? There's a lot of movement. So I'm, I'm encouraged about young people speaking up and making more of a feeling empowered to shape their educational experience. And we'll learn from them, right? I think you're really hitting on the concept of part of being empowered is being an advocate for yourself. And mm-hmm. while sometimes that can be intimidating, like what we, we both spoke to was if they have someone they can go to, then they can learn how to be an advocate for themselves. Well, you both give me great hope and education. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) The word of the day, like I want to do like a Pee Wee Herman thing where every time everybody, somebody says empowered, we all go, "Ah!" that's the word. That's the root, you know, we just all need like a cherry and (laughs) we got Rosie. We got Rosie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you knew what I was talking about. We'll need to put a gift of everybody freaking out over the word of the day somewhere. (laughs) You all are awesome. Once Upon a Tech is a fun place to be. You make it easy. Thank you. Well, Jessica and Kristen, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I appreciate being able to come on and speak about the things that we feel passionate about. So thank you for the opportunity. Until next time. Tech, love, and happiness.